What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Which is coming. Welcome back to another episode, the third episode of Seven Hells, our Game of Thrones recap podcast. Uh, I am joined tonight by Dane Alves. What's up, Dane? Hey, what's up? My lord, I I appreciate whoever got us the uh, intro music for the show. And we only have a couple episodes, so it doesn't really matter. But it sounds like the intro is actually in one of the... uh, the cyclones are in the fucking episode, basically, throughout that thing. But uh, <laughs> thanks, thanks to all our Kane and whoever did that. To hopefully you didn't hear me talk shit. But uh, I'm just kidding. Was, having a good day, Joel. man, for a Monday. You know? Oh, okay. Well, Joel. Uh, yeah. Anyways. Uh, yeah. It was great. Game of Thrones. Woo! Sorry. Woo! Um, yeah. Uh, it's it's you know I think I think he recorded it on his phone and then uploaded it. But hey, you know it's it's it's. It's the theme, you know, so it's, you it's can't all be good. Free. Um, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, <laughs> uh, episode three, man, like, whoo, the Battle of Winterfell, um, it, it, it was pretty fucking intense. Um, so, like, I mean, first off, I mean, I guess, do you, do you want to just start with, like, some, some broad strokes and then we can get into the minutiae? Because um, I feel like sure. that's maybe better for this particular episode, if you will. Yeah, I, w- I didn't even have enough time to watch it a second time like I usually do. So I'm just going into it like head first. So w- just lay it on me, man. Just, dude, just ask me. Dude, I, I literally watched it twice that like last night um, and then watched like the last 15 minutes like three more times. <laughs> like I was like yeah. – I was like, ah, tomorrow's gonna suck so bad. Like, but I didn't care. I was just like, I'm gonna watch. Uh, I'm gonna watch this like just a couple more times. Um, but you consumed uh, but yeah, it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I did. I, I I really did. Um, plus I was I was I was a little light on my feet. I was a little inebriated. Um, so uh, so I was like, I better watch that again so I can like pick up on some more stuff because I probably missed a bunch of shit. Um, and I probably still missed a bunch of shit, but um, but uh, in any event, uh, broad strokes, 
I thoroughly fucking enjoyed the episode. Um, it wouldn't rank like super like high as far as like one of the like battle episodes, like my favorite battle episodes of Game of Thrones. But I mean, I just enjoy all the battle episodes of Game of Thrones. So it's kind of like my opinion on the MCU. Even the like the MCU movies that I don't think are like top tier, I still thoroughly enjoy. Like I mean, you you know me, I still I I like the Iron Man sequels. Um, like I I, I like. Yep. Even Thor, even Thor: The Dark World, Incredible Hulk, probably my least favorite, um, but I still enjoy it. Um, I still pop it in from time to time. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it's to me it wasn't on a Battle of the Bastards level. Um, it, it, it wasn't on um, uh, um, Hard Home or um, uh, the the Watchers of the Wall. Uh, I think that was back in like season four, season three, maybe three or four. Um, that was that was the episode where Ollie kills um, John's lady, um, and uh, it, you know, even going back to like some of the really early ones, like um, the Battle of Blackwater Bay. Um, like I, I still think like all of those were better, um, but like they're all great, and I love them all, and I thoroughly enjoyed this episode. Um, you know, we'll get, we'll get into the minutia of everything here in a minute, but like just overall broad strokes thoughts. What did you think about it? My Lord, what a weekend. Uh, you know, we kind of talked about this briefly last week between just end game and how like it sucked my, my soul out a little bit and I still enjoyed it. (laughs) Maybe I'm, maybe I'm in a necromancing or something. I don't know. But, um, Yeah, this same thing, man. Like, right before the episode, I'm like, oh, my God, this is about to happen. And throughout the whole episode, I was standing up, Nick, in my room just watching it. Like, you know, I probably look like a crazy caveman or something. I don't know. Like, watching (laughs) fire for the first fucking time. But um, I loved it, man. I, You know, and and we'll get into it. I I told you some of the darkness uh, when, you know, battles were happening within where where the uh, other – zombies were you know the winter if you will when when that was there it did kind of like take me out because i just couldn't tell what was happening i thought some of my favorite characters died uh several times over and they actually didn't uh because of it so i just need to watch it again and just try to consume it a little bit more um so similar to honestly i mean it's kind of kind of come off probably throughout the episode at least with me uh kind of how i want to go back and watch endgame to be able to find out and see the fine details of that battle at the end of it um, right. But I I thought it was a very well done episode. Um, man, and then Arya, man, she's just such a badass. I mean, I guess that's really what it comes Fucking down love to. Her, man. Uh, yeah, she's just a, she's a great character, great television character, just great fi- character in fiction, just just in general. But um, man, I just did not see that coming at all. They got me. They they no. really got me because. There was a time period where I was like, oh, wow, I don't, how, what do we have three episodes of? What are we going to have three episodes of Cersei fighting them? Like, what, what's going on? Like, are they about to get annihilated? And they got me. They got me because I did not see Arya jumping out and doing something with the Night King. I know some people are a little bit let down by this, but, you know, piss bags can't be happy. I don't know. We, we talked about it beforehand. <laughs> I'm not going to bring it up anymore. I enjoyed it, you know. Between, uh, I made this example to you, and I'll end it, my statement with it. You know, with Endgame sure. and this, and people still having room to complain, if I had enough money to be able to dine at New York Prime and get a steak one night and then go to, like, one of the most top Italian restaurants the next night, I wouldn't fucking complain about my eating choices. So, 
But I digress. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I mean, I feel you. Um, I will say this. I understand um, people who wanted more out of the Night King. Um, like I, I, I get that. Um, but, like, I guess for me personally, I just kind of accepted, like, a long time ago, like, probably, like, in season four or five, um, when they when it was clear they weren't going to do Lady Stoneheart. It's like, all right, they are totally diverting from, um, you know, some of the elements from the book. Um, they, they, you know, they, they just decided not to include certain characters from the book. Young Griff is a very important character uh, within the book. Um, he is, um, you know, at, at least um, uh, thinks of himself and has been kind of put up as Aegon Targaryen. Um, you know, who, uh, at least on the show, is, is John, Um, and, like, they just, you know, they just didn't do him in the show. Um, So, like, yeah, there's just elements within the books that you're just not going to get on the show, and, I mean, my, my thing is this, like, if you really, really, really love the books, and, like, you, for good reason, um, like, for me personally, I just look forward to, like, you know, reading the books you know when they come out and discovering this from George R. R. Martin um so it doesn't like disappoint me I, if anything like I'm kind of happy um that you know we we didn't get that sort of spoiler as far as like if there is a, a bigger um bigger thing at play or or bigger motive for the night king um you know we we still get to like experience it through uh you know the the writing of Martin and, you know, I, I don't know. I, I'm cool with that, you know. And, and you know, like the other thing, we don't know how much – like we know Martin gave them, you know, uh, kind of broad strokes as far as how it ends. But, like, I, I don't – I've never heard that Martin, like, told them all these details. Like, I, I don't think he did. Like, I, and I think that was probably, like, um, at least in, in his mind, like, keeping his – uh, his version of how things unfold, uh, it, you know, uh, separate from the show, because um, I mean he probably knew the show was going to pass him. Um, it, at least I would suspect he knew it was a possibility. Um, so you know, I, I think they're just doing what they can, D and D. And yeah, they're not as good of storytellers as George R. R. Martin. That doesn't mean they're dog shit. You know, like. Um, it, it, it takes a lot, you know, to be the, the storyteller that George R. R. Martin is. Um, but, uh, but yeah. Anyway, I digress as well. Um, if you didn't enjoy the episode, this is probably not the podcast for you, because um, that's about as much as we're going to get into um, giving uh, giving credence to, I guess, um, those those who didn't enjoy it. Um, I will bring up a couple things that you know along the way that I was just like, wait, what? <laughs> <clears throat> but um you know overall uh you know we here at geek vibes uh thoroughly enjoyed the episode uh but anyway let's jump into the minutia dane um so i want to start with um the return of melisandra um so this obviously happens very early on in the episode um she she uh you know essentially lights up um all of the dothraki swords um and uh you know before they they charge into battle uh and 
you know, I, I thought it was interesting, too, when she sees Davos, she's basically like, Davos, like, chill the fuck out, bro. I'm going to be dead by the dawn. Like, we've got bigger fish to fry here. Like, I know you hate me, but, you know, come on. Um, and, you know, obviously, Davos being the, um, you know, strategist that he is, um, is like, yeah, like, I, we can't waste time on this right now. Um, but I, I like seeing her come back. Uh, we were wondering um, how she would make her entrance. I thought it would be a little more grandiose, uh, uh, honestly, um, but, but I didn't mind it. Um, I, you know, I thought uh, her purpose, um, which we'll get to later on, um, was definitely fulfilled, and um, I, I you know, was just pretty happy to see her. Um, I do, I do have the question of like, what was she doing in Volantis? Um, I like, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and and I don't, you know, I don't think we'll ever really get that. And part of this is, um, which I guess I, I'll go back on what I said earlier and give another small credence to um, people who um, are, are are a little upset about how the last couple seasons have been handled. Um, they are moving quickly. Um, but, you know, again, um, you know, these people have been working on this show for fucking nine years, and, you know, they, they're, you know, ready to move on and do different stuff. I'm sure the actors, definitely the showrunners, um, I mean, they've, they've got Star Wars stuff coming up and all that. Um, so, you know, I, again, can't really blame them uh, for wanting to, like, you know, push, you know, a little quicker and get to the end. Um, and... You know, it, I also feel like um, you can't simultaneously. Well, I mean, you can, but but it's it's funny if you simultaneously uh, bitch about how they don't know what they're doing, but they're rushing it. It's like if you think they don't know what they're doing, then what? Why would you want to watch like more episodes of it? <laughs> like, um, I don't know. I, I just think exactly. That's funny. Um, but. But uh, that's neither here nor there. Um, her return, uh, I thought. I thought it was. Um, I thought it was cool. I liked seeing her back in the fray. Um, obviously, she she had a mostly singular purpose um, for being there. Uh, like I said, we'll get to that. But what did you think about her return? Um, and you know, essentially. Uh, <laughs> I guess, you know what? I guess we can go ahead and get into to her purpose because I don't feel like we're necessarily gonna, going to rope back around and talk more about Melisandre. So obviously her purpose was um, to uh, essentially you know, tell Arya to be there to lead Arya to where she needed to be. And I assume she knew that. She saw that. Um, her, her like glare, um, like her and Arya like making contact when Arya was um, up on the, uh, you know, like at the top of the castle. Um, I thought that was awesome. Like, um, you know, we've been waiting for this since season three, and now you know they, they were finally reunited, and you know, essentially, um, she, you know, has these visions uh, in which she has to interpret. Um, but I assume she knew that, you know, especially from when she actually talks to Arya in the episode, she knew that that is, was her purpose to be there, was to be almost like a muse, um, to inspire Arya 
um, to uh, essentially um, take up the task of going after the Night King. Um, and I loved it. I, I thought it was great. I thought it, it fulfilled her purpose, uh, in my opinion, um, and, and I thought it was great. What did you think? I was hoping that we would have seen, you know, some of that old, old, old lady skin, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, what do we say to the god of death? When she said that, today. it was like, just brought me, you know? Um, yeah. That was awesome. Just the whole, her coming there, I will say that that one scene where she uh, uh, lit the Dothraki's swords, was a really cool effect, mm-hmm. and it might have been meaningless, but as a as someone that's that, that's watching the battle, the dread that you got when you saw them going off into battle with, you know, the, the fire lit, and then all of it just getting extinguished by the winter and the dead coming towards them was a pretty cool visual from the uh, the view of Daenerys and Jon Snow. She kind she she yeah, provided plus, a lot of fire. It helps you see everything through like such such dark uh, footage. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. oh, cool, I can see this. <laughs> yeah, I can see it a little bit more. And Jorah's like, fuck that. And some of them are getting the hell out of there. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, she um, she was definitely there to help. Uh, she, she tried. I mean, it was really cool, like, when she lit stuff on fire. But her main purpose was to help Arya and to get her, kind of like Beric, basically, to where she needed to be to be able to take out the Night King. And that was you know, the opposite in nature of the Lord of the Light, and I forgot what the uh, the god that the, um, the the White Walkers and the Night King worship. But, you know, it was a very, very cool um, change-up. But the only complaint I'll have with the storytelling, Nick, and, and I don't know if you'll agree with me on this, I always perceived mm. her as pretty damn... She, she didn't really... She, she kind of went, like, narrowed the line, but she was pretty fucking evil. And I felt like she kind of, even after she quote-unquote redeemed herself... She probably could have gone out a little bit uh, worse uh, than just, you know, disintegrating as an old lady out in the field or some shit. But uh, I also want to know yeah. if we're ever going to – if anyone's going to find her um, her necklace that I'm assuming kept her living for as long that she just took off and put on just like on the ground or whatever. I, that would be kind of interesting if interesting. they circled back to that. But I doubt it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I doubt it. I, I, I mean I don't think we have time for it, um, but it, it, it would be interesting. Um yeah, I, 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 like, I mean, she is set up as such a bad, like, bad character, bad, not char- bad character, but like, um, like somebody who's evil, who's manipulating Stannis, um, for her own gain. Um, but you know, we slowly kind of realize throughout everything that, um, she is, she's kind of the ultimate, like, ends justify the means type of person like we have to we have one main goal here um and you know any anything we have to do to achieve that goal um you know we must do uh and and i feel like people with conscience uh don't think like that like we we, you know we tend to be like well like i know that's our goal but you know, there there are some things you just don't do. Like you don't burn a fucking child at stake. Like you don't do that. Like yeah, you, you don't burn anybody at the stake, um, for that matter. Um, so like you know, I I totally get where you're coming from. Um, uh, I mean, I don't I don't 
I think she is maybe what you would call like chaotic good, um, or maybe chaotic neutral would be a better terminology for her. Like, um, because she has a singular goal that she will um, stop at nothing to reach, um, and and that certainly causes her to do evil things. But her the goal that she has is is not evil, obviously. Um, so that, I guess that's why I would give her the the moniker of, of chaotic uh, neutral. Um, but nevertheless, yeah, I I could see that. I could see like wanting her to have. Um, like a, a a a more badass death, if you will. Um, but nevertheless, uh, you know, we got what we got, and uh, I I was ultimately cool with it. Um, I thought I thought it 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 served the purpose, and I, and I did think it was cool that she you know she said to Davis that she would be dead by dawn, um, and like literally she walks out just before fucking dawn. Like you can see the sun peering over the just about to peer over the horizon um and and you know she essentially ends her own life um and so that that to me that was that was kind of cool um you know the the way that that played out but um but yeah uh melisandre like her her story has been written um all right let's get into like some of the battle um so like shortly after the dothraki ride in uh they get dealt with um, I would like to think that they took out more um, whites than they than than you know than they were killed. Um, I, you know, I would just think like Dothraki are like super badass just because we saw their blades go out doesn't you know that doesn't necessarily mean they like died right there. Um, but obviously, like they were pretty much um, decimated. Um, I get why people have a, a, I guess, a gripe with that, like as a battle strategy. But like, that's what the Dothraki do. The Dothraki are fucking like blood riders. They fucking ride on horses and fuck shit up. Like, like if you're asking them to do, you know, what, you know, everybody else is doing, they're not going to be successful at it. That's not what they do. Um, so maybe they could have been implemented slightly better. Um, Maybe more like hit and run type attack, um, but nevertheless, uh, you know they they had to be frontline attack. Um, that's 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 what how they fight. Like that's what they do. So um, so you know uh, I guess I I just I don't have as big a gripe that you know maybe some people have as far as how they were utilized. Um, but after um, they were uh, you know sort of beaten back. Um, obviously we see Danny go into action, um, and John follows her, uh, and which kind of seems like, again, like Danny being a little rash, like not sticking to the plan. Um, you know, they, they were obviously up there to wait for the Night King. Um, and when Danny saw her, um, her forces being decimated, um, she went into action. And ultimately I think John followed her because, he understands. Um, like, I mean, we saw him do a similar thing uh, with the Battle of the Bastards. He broke broke a line um, and ran out to save Rickon. Um, and so I, I, I think he um, – the reason he followed her uh, is because he understood. Um, and I, I thought that was a moment that maybe uh, a lot of people didn't pick up on. That, that you know, I, I just felt like um, kind of stuck out – like 
stuck with me and stuck out to me. Um, I thought that was fucking awesome. Um, and then, you know, in within the fight, um, obviously there, there's a lot of carnage going on. Uh, as you uh, alluded to earlier, it's kind of hard to see. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, Ed um, basically uh, saves Sam's life. Uh, and then ends up getting uh, shafted in the back um, and and dies. Uh, and I, I I was not like terribly sad because he's not like, a huge character, but like um, the, the way that it happened, I was like, oh dude, he's about to die. And then he died, and I was like, oh man, like fucking like Sam, like. That again, like just like you shouldn't have even been out there, man. Um, nope. And, and, and like I think that kind of came to fruition, and we even saw it kind of play out later when everybody's fighting and he's kind of curled up, like just like what's going on? And it's like, yeah. And it's like, dude, I love Sam as a character, but like he totally should have been in the crypts. Like, um, but uh, anyway, what did you think about this? Uh, you know, ensuing battle. Um, uh, you know, outside uh, the walls of Winterfell um, uh, between the Night King's forces and the living. Damn it, Sam, you should have listened to fucking John. You know, and you, you've been doing such a good job redeeming yourself as not just being a, a bag of puss, you know, within the last couple seasons. And I like you a lot, but you got your buddy Ed killed. I mean, that's that's what it really comes down to. You and honestly, they probably could have used your ass in the basement when the fucking. Well, I guess you know, hindsight, they didn't know that was going to happen. Uh, but just that was just darkness, man. Uh, just uh, a lack of hope <laughs> best describes that battle because it just seemed like there was so much coming at them at once that there was no way uh, they were going to be able to survive this. And like I said, when you see. You know, the Dothraki, who are basically fucking, like, Maori warriors on horses and shit. Scary as hell. You know, just running towards that thing. And then the the flame, if you will, being ex- extinguished by the winter that's coming with the zombies and stuff. It was it was crazy. It was a nightmare. And then Jorah, who we know is a badass. Just, like, him and a bunch of the ones that survived got back. Like, oh, like, let's we need to get the fuck back. Like... And just the fear and intimidation of the next line of people that just saw that, like, oh, shit, they just – they got taken down like that, like, you know, in an instance. Uh, that's our first line of defense, and I think it made sense. Like you said, I mean, that, that's their, their people. That, that's their strategy, and, of course, if that was the, the first line, you send them in, and you go by layer by layer. It was a little bit hard, like I've said, with the, with the darkness at times to see exactly what was going on, especially when it came to Grey Worm and the Unsullied. Because, like, I, you know, it's like I couldn't tell if Grey Worm had gotten stabbed in the head or if it was someone else because it kept on flashing back to him. But other than that, it was intense. Like, I was breathing very hard, probably hyperventilating a little bit, um, and uh, just almost gave me a panic attack, actually. No, I'm just kidding. But, uh, yeah, no joke. It was, it was just straight intensity from start to finish, and it just looked very bleak for our heroes. Uh, that were out there. I mean, with Brienne, Jamie, when they had to turn around and start coming in, it's like the, the minutes were going where I was like, I would just shut them out. I don't give a shit if the hound wants to hang out there after a while. It's like, bye. We shut the fucking doors. Like, you know, they were doing what they had to do, but it, it, it made you, or, or I, maybe I should speak for myself instead of for everyone or, or you, but it made me feel like, 
you know, throughout the, like this, throughout the whole episode, like they were going to lose. Like, holy shit. Somehow Winterfell is going to fall to the fucking White Walkers. And for someone that liked the first couple seasons of Walking Dead, I hate to say this, but this is how you fucking do zombies. Like I, I compared it. It was like if you put Walking Dead on one side of the spectrum – which I think they do a good job with zombies, especially when in the first couple seasons. And then you put like War or World War Z at the other end, where they're fast, but they're, this is like right in the middle. And I thought that them coming out, it kind of, and and this is not a slam on it at all, but it kind of reminded me of Army of Darkness a bit with the zombies coming out and stuff like that, medieval times. Uh, it definitely gave me a feel of that, but much more violent, much scarier. The dragon battles in the sky going on. I mean, it was intense as shit. Oh, hell yeah. Dude, super fucking intense. And, like, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I ultimately agree with you, though. They, they find a nice, like, median um, for, for these creatures. Obviously, they're, um, you know, they, they, they have speed. Um, like, they're not, they're not zombies, per se. Um, like real slow and dumb and whatever, um, but they, uh, I mean, ultimately they have a singular focus um, that I think is maybe a little scarier than zombies. Like they don't want to eat you; they just want to fucking kill you. <laughs> like that's uh, that's terrifying. Um, and uh, you know, they um, essentially uh, are like a mind-controlled species that all serve one purpose. It's kind of like an ant hive or, or, or maybe like a beehive where the queen controls all of the, you know, the, the, other, uh, the other bees and like they all, you know, basically do her bidding. Uh, and, and that is terrifying that like essentially like zombies – uh, you know, in a sense, seem like they're just kind of on their own when they're like being controlled by like this higher force. Um, it it's, makes it even all the more terrifying, at least in my opinion. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I I thought the battle, uh, you know, outside the gate was super cool. Obviously, so they have to retreat. Um, and uh, I, you know, I said we probably weren't going to bring up Melisandre again, but I'm about to do it again. Um, you know, they they. Obviously, uh, the Night King uh, bring with bringing winter in uh, brings in like, these clouds and everything, and so like Danny and John, who were flying on their dragons, like trying to fucking you know you know fight uh, you know kill all these whites on the ground and find the Night King simultaneously. Um, they can't see that they're supposed to light the trench, um, and so Melisandre um, ends up going out there and lighting the trench just in time. Um, that was a super fucking cool scene, especially like when you when you get the pan from like Danny's point of view and she's on her dragon and you see like through the clouds like just this ring go around uh, Winterfell and just like fucking light up. Ah, oh, that was fucking awesome. I loved it. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, yet again, like another reason um, that uh, Melisandre needed to be there um, and and you know had to you know fucking make shit happen. I completely agree with you. That was a pretty awesome scene. And just seeing, like I said, I mean, the lady brings fire. I have no idea what she was saying. I think she was chanting maybe a bunch of different fast food places like McDonald's, Taco Bell, Burger King. <laughs> but uh, 
You know, she said it finally <laughs> 60 times. And, that, dude, that's one thing. I, it's, it's something that's, a, that's somewhat of a criticism with the filmmaking and also something that, that I like that they've kind of done this before. They make you have such they, – they, they stress you out so much by having it look like the zombies are about to get her 20 different times and zooming in right. and going back to them getting closer and getting closer. And that's like a, a technique that sometimes gets a little bit confusing, like sometimes on the battlefield if you can't see it that well. But when it came to this, it just makes you go like, is she going to die? Like, is she going to get fucking start on fire? You know, I was yelling all this stuff. Like, energy's coming out of me right now because of last night of me, you know, rethinking about everything. But, uh, yeah, good old Melly out there with the fire, you know. She's, she's <laughs> someone you bring at parties. She can start off a nice little roaring fire. We'll have fun, drink, and she'll turn into an old woman later on. After you're done banging her. Yeah, well, I'm just she, kidding. She's not afraid to like, you know, just show everyone her tits. So, <laughs> um, that was in poor taste. I apologize, but uh, but nevertheless, like, uh, she definitely is not afraid to do that. Um, I think like she shows like every main male male character who she comes into contact with her tits. Have um, you seen my tits? <laughs> right. Um, but um, but yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, I, I thought that was great. All right, well, let's make our way back inside. So when they, when they finally have to retreat, we bring everybody back inside. Um, obviously there's, you know, some more stuff going on, uh, you know, Danny John, like flying out the sky and everything. Um, but to me, like the next like big moment was, um, when Aria retreats into the library and hey, real quick. she is, yeah, yeah. Since since you mentioned that, and just in case if we don't go back to it, I am so confused on the dragons themselves of which one survived. Like, I know Drago survived, but did the other one just go peace yes. out and try to get better, or did it die? No, they both they both survived. They're, okay, because like, I know that, or Dragon, or whatever. The, I know that he had a bunch of zombies on him at one point. Yeah, okay. that was Drogon, um, and, and he, like, flew off and, like, kind of took a bunch of the horde with him um, and then, like, kind of, I guess, flung them off and everything. Um, now, Rhaegal, um, who's John's dragon, um, you know, he uh, got wounded and, like, crashed to the ground, um, and that's where, like, when John jumps off him. Um, but, uh, but yeah, he, he ultimately survived as well. We don't see him after that in the episode, but he's in the preview for the next episode, so he's definitely there. Ghost okay. is still with us, too. Um, he's in the oh, preview okay. for the next episode. Um, so yeah, we got we got two dragons and a dire wolf, and maybe um, I I would hope uh, you know another dire wolf um, in Nymeria, uh and you know a whole fucking wolf pack uh, that's going to be joining up uh, on their way down to uh, to um, King's Landing. Uh, but we'll we'll see. Um, See for that. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, just have right. the dragons ready for King's Landing once uh, Cersei throws that spear into one of them. But you know, at least we have them now. At least we have two. Right. Yes. Uh, for the time being. Uh, but uh, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, like the the library scene. Like when she is running, basically hiding in the library and like going around uh, and, and like all of these different fucking whites are like just. Fucking, it's like they know she's there, know someone's there. That you know, they're just like going around fucking looking for somebody, um, and like she's just constantly fucking like getting by them, 
Um, I just want to, like, take a minute to, like, admire that, like, fucking um, set of scenes um, before we get to when the Hound and Barrick, um, you know, find find their place into this into the scene. Um, but that shit's fucking intense as fuck. Um, and, and just was like so well done. Like the way it was shot was awesome. Um, like the, like the, the little spot where she fucking runs under the bed and then, you know, the, the, the white light looks under the bed and then she's gone and then you see her somewhere else. And it's just like, yeah, fucking Aria, man, like just such a fucking badass. Like, um, I, I, I just loved it. I thought, I thought it was super well shot. I thought the suspense was on a fucking super high level. Um, and like, I was legitimately concerned. I was like, dude, I, I like, this could be it. Like, this could be it for her. Um, and you know, luckily it wasn't. Um, but I mean, it, it, it had me on the fucking edge of my seat. What did you think about this? Thing? I was terrified. This reminded me of the scene in uh, Jurassic Park with the raptors times ten. Yes. Yeah. Uh, with the intensity of her being, you know, using her skills that she's she's worked on throughout the years of us, you know, getting to know her, um, to be right. silent uh, with all those zombies, you know, just running around and, and doing their thing. It was very, very scary, very horror movie-esque, and I really appreciated that. Because we were already like, I mean that's 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 the brilliance of Benioff and Wise and and the directors they choose and the writing, because when it comes to the filmmaking itself, you know, it's like all right, so you already feel like you're having a heart attack because of this war battle. All right, well now we're going to turn into a horror movie with Arya, and we might we might kill Arya, your favorite character or one of your favorite characters, you know. Yeah. And uh, it was a great juxtaposition from what what everything else that happened throughout the show to have that moment for like three or four minutes thrown in there. It was it it, it was so different and unique and intense. And yeah, dude, that's a great fucking analogy. Like that is exactly like fucking the end of Jurassic Park with the Raptors in the kitchen. Um, but but like you said, like almost to like an nth degree. Um, I think there's two raptors in that scene. Um, there's – I got yeah. to know how many fucking whites like just roaming around, and she keeps like fucking catching glimpses of them, and you're like, oh my god, did that fucker see her? Like, like when she peers around that bookcase and like darts back, I was like, oh, he fucking saw her. Like, I was, dude, oh, Lord, so man. When she came around and she put the knife into that girl's – like I, I thought she was screwed. Oh, when, yeah. You know, oh, god, and – yeah, just the intensity, and then adding adding in um, uh, Barrick and uh, and and then uh, what you call the Hound within that the whole hound, entire yeah. thing. Yeah, dude, I thought she was screwed, man. They really got me with that, and they were trying to and mission accomplished because um, Arya just for as much of a badass when you see her scared, when you see Sansa scared, when you see you know uh, all the characters like. Reacting the way they are towards this danger, this this threat, this this peril, it just gets to you, man. And uh, that was a, a great example of it, and just a very well shot scene. Yeah, and like I I I don't want to forget this. Um, kind of the lead up to that, um, where you know the hound kind of starts freaking out as we've seen him do before. He's very true to character there. And was just, and you know, Barrick's like, dude, we need you. And he's like, what? 
what the fuck, man? We're all going to fucking die. Like, what the fuck does it matter? And he – and, you know, Barrick says, well, do you want to tell her that? Um, and, and then he, you know, sees Arya fucking, like, running for her fucking life, fighting as much as she possibly can um, to, like, you know, stay alive and to kill as many of these fuckers as possible. And, like, it was so great that that's the moment um, that, like, puts him into action because they, they set it up so well in the last episode when they have their little conversation, and he says, I fought for you, didn't I? And that was it. Like, that dude, still, I'm getting chills right now just thinking about it because, like, that's it. Like, he will fight yep. for her no matter what. And, like, that was what, like, spurred him back into action. Um, and, you know, you know, so ultimately uh, when they meet back up, um, you know, he's like, I am going to get you the fuck out of here. Like, you are not dying, not here. Um, and then, of course, um, R.I.P. Barrick, man. Like, it was um, – it was it, it was a um, it was, like, I feel like we all kind of knew it was coming to a certain extent, um, but nevertheless, it was still like pretty tough um, to like uh, you know watch him kind of get fucking just shat, like just fucking stabbed in the back a bunch of times, um, and uh, but ultimately like that was. Of course, again, the Lord of Light um, for for those in in the series that believed in in him. Um, that's why he was. That was his final purpose was to um, be the shield um, to save Arya, so she could fulfill um, the. I guess honestly, kind of the prophecy of Azora Ahai, um, and and be able to defeat the night the Night King. Um, and to defeat the White Walkers, the others, um, and dude, it was just it was fucking awesome. Um, and and it, <laughs> I don't I don't know if that I, I guess Ed was the first one, but like, um, I, or maybe not, maybe it was Barrick. Um, but like, there was a lot of people dying in this episode who were like trying to give last words, and they just like didn't come out. They just died, <laughs> like. Um, I mean, obviously Barrick, uh, Jorah, who we'll get to in a minute. Um, but like, like, no last words, not in this episode. They're like, dude, we don't have time for that. We're already running like 82 minutes. Like, sorry, <laughs> we're not, we're not giving you any last words, sorry. Um, but, uh, but nevertheless, like, um, you know, uh, when that happens and they, you know, finally get out of that and, and Clegane, um, like, you know, fucking blocks off the door and everything. And then Melisandre, um, again, comes in and, uh, um, you know, basically sends, uh, it tells her where she needs to be, as we talked about earlier. Um, but, like, what did you think about uh, Beric Dondarrion's um, fulfilling, uh, you know, essentially his, um, his purpose um, for, for being brought back so many times? Um, and, and, you know, if if you want to talk um, about, uh, you know, essentially how, um, like Arya is essentially the one person the ha- the Hound will fight for. Yeah, man, because 
he loves her like a daughter, man. He has a he he really feels like this fatherly or or uncle style presence with the Stark girls, uh, with Sansa and obviously with Arya a lot more so too. You know, it's it's something that that snapped him out of it, and I really liked seeing that. I'm glad that Beric got him to like concentrate because I thought he was going to get slaughtered right there. I thought that I thought they were going to pull basically a Game of Thrones, and we were going about to see like. Him, Brienne, all of them just get stabbed or just stabbed and killed real quickly because they didn't do anything or they couldn't. But uh, that didn't happen. Uh, he saw that Arya was in trouble, and the two of them went. And Beric, uh, you know, he served his purpose. That was that was the whole point. I I I understand that it might be different for book readers, but like being on this journey throughout the television show, like I am, uh, his death. I mean, it was still sad, and I and I was I was happy that he fulfilled his destiny, but I wasn't as attached to him as a character as some of the other ones within the series. So, um, but it was it was still we knew that there was a reason for him to be alive, and it's very much what I said about Melisandre. You know, we we, we talked about this earlier. Is that they were both there to get Arya from point A to point B, and they didn't even probably mm-hmm. know that until it was happening. But that was that was what they were there for. And, uh, you know, it ended up working out for them. You know, I guess the Lord of Light won or the Faceless Man. Yeah. I don't really know which god won, but one of them did. <laughs> Definitely not the god of death. Um, that, that much is for sure. Um, but, yeah, it, interestingly enough, uh, Beric is already dead in the books. Um, he, I, I think, as I recall, sacrifices himself to um, bring back um, – uh, Catelyn as Lady Stoneheart, um, and then she then controls um, uh, fuck whatever their group is called. I can't remember right now. Um, uh, the the Men Without Banners or whatever the the, the Brothers Without Banners. Um, and uh, so um, so yeah, I mean totally. I mean definitely not. You know again, I, you know I mentioned to you pre-show like Brienne is is not alive in the books either. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, definitely served his purpose within the show. Um, I thought it was very well done. Um, yeah. And I, I, I certainly thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, all right, let's get back down to, um, the, the, the courtyard in Winterfell. Um, so we get this huge fucking white giant who fucking like breaks through and like essentially just like, fucking flicks Lady Mormont out of the way and all of her men are like fucking fighting, you know, trying to trying to stop him and she has um, A, what I think is like just a super badass moment and B, like I like the fact that they weren't afraid to kill her um, just it's simply because like A, like Jorah was right in the last episode she shouldn't have been there. I mean she's a fucking child, like regardless of you know how committed she is, and you know how badass and brave she is. Um, you're just like you're not physically, um, uh, you know, uh, able to, to to you know be on the same level as an adult. Don't you um, tell her that, Nick? Uh, well, I mean, I can't because she's dead. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> um, but she goes out like a fucking badass, man. Like, when she gets picked up and, like, she gets crushed by that fucking giant, and then, like, right before he looks like he's about to, like, fucking bite her head off or something, and, like, she just fucking stabs him with the dragonglass right in the fucking eye, 
and like he dies and she dies and they like fall together. Um, just such a super fucking cool scene and like something worthy of like how badass they set up this little girl. Um, like it, to me, it's 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 almost it, it's definitely fan service and it's almost like all of the memes that came out like. You know, I'm sure you remember the meme. Like, if this girl had three dragons, she would have conquered Westeros like fucking ages ago or whatever. Um, like, dude, dude, like she inspired so much like social media stuff. Um, and like, I think that was a perfect way for her to go out. Like, um, like standing her ground, defending, uh, and ultimately killing. Um, you know, a fucking giant who could have fucking gone on to wreck so many other people. Um, I loved it. I thought it was fucking great. Your thoughts? Same thing, man. You know, I I thought that I felt bad for uh, for House Mormont tonight or uh, last night, man. Like they they definitely yeah. took a hit between her and Shora, uh, but she was a badass. And you're right, man. She has a kid, even if she's really good at fighting. If you get a zombie giant or zombie in general, that's going to be a very, very right. hard thing to overcome. And um, she still went out like like a G, dude. She really – she did. She, like – she got picked up. She was getting crushed, which you kind of went into that. I, I can't believe that they kind of went that far uh, to an extent, uh, but they did. In today's modern climate, they, they, just, they crushed a child in the hand of an ice giant, and then she stabbed <laughs> him in the eye and took him down like a badass. She didn't give yeah. a shit. She never showed fear. She was fierce throughout the whole entire series. She was only supposed to be in one episode, but right. Ben Wise realized the reception of people from her and just how she did her performance. I hope she's big in acting. Uh, I'd like to see her in some more yeah. stuff. She really impressed me as just a child actor with her performance. One of the best side characters. One of the best, I would say, C characters, as in like the scale of like getting to know them. Like she was right. probably the best, honestly. She that bumped yeah. her up almost to the B list. It's crazy. Yeah. No, I mean you're absolutely right. Like I mean she definitely a C list character. Um, that that honestly shouldn't have even been on a on any list. Like, um, but like her performance, like the, the way that she was written, the way that um she commanded the screen. Uh, just so much like shout out like God I wish I, I I'm gonna pull up her name uh, so we can give like the actress an actual fucking shout out before the end of the show um, because dude fucking great and I I agree with you and that's not actually something that I anticipated uh, talking about but um, I I can't wait to see her in more stuff like I think um, that she she could definitely be um, like like give me a movie with like you know. Colin Farrell being like some kind of nefarious fucking asshole, like drunken father, and like her being his daughter, and just being like all quippy and fucking like you know back and forth, and just like figure out a plot from there. Like fucking sign me up for that shit, dude. Like I still want to see that movie. Um, or yeah, you know, dude. And the actress, her name is Bella Ramsey. Just to let everyone know, nice. she's a badass, and she was born in two thousand three, which is she's a year before awesome. I graduated. So. Fuck my life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, but yeah, uh, so Lady Mormont, uh, fucking R.I.P. And dude, fucking went out like a boss, uh, was a boss the whole time, and 
Fucking hell, dude. She was awesome. Um, all right, let's move on. Uh, so out to Bran and the Weirwoods. Um, here's another thing I got to fucking discuss. I got to digress from, from the plot real quick. Um, a lot of people, like, talking about how Bran didn't do shit in this episode. Like, like, oh, he, you know, he's like, I thought he was going to, like, do some cool shit. He didn't do anything. Like, okay, um, here's my problem with that, like, assessment. Uh, A, uh, he was the bait. Um, so that's what he did. Um, that was actually very fucking important. So by saying he didn't do anything, like, it's it, it's just ignorant like he he was the bait for the night king like without him like they don't get a shot to kill the night king um so like that uh but also like uh like people wanted him to like warg into like a dragon and shit and yeah that would have been fine that would have been cool but like the dragons are like are already off like fucking shit up and like participating um like everybody out there fighting is participating like i mean what i mean maybe have him work into Sam and actually make Sam like, you know, fucking participate. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, I, it, and that wouldn't be the person that like would make sense to work into because he's like physically like not <laughs> very gifted. Um, so like, I, I don't know what you wanted from Bran um, other than to be the bait, which he was and it ended up working out. Um, but uh, that, that whole like gripe to me is, is, really stupid like i like i understand like the you know the book readers not getting the night king that they wanted um you know like we talked about earlier but like people want to like bitch about like brand not like working into something and like doing something super cool like i I don't know i just don't get it like i don't know what you want like maybe maybe he could have worked into like a bear that was like Two miles away, I'm like run really fast to try and join the battle. I don't like I don't know I don't know what the fuck you want <laughs> like out of out of this out of this kid. Um, but anyway, um, I digress. I, it, I just had to like, get that off my chest. Um, but uh, but anyway, um, so you know, Eon's redemption, man. So essentially, you know, they're 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 guarding Bran, um, and, and and finally, uh, you know, the Night King. Uh, and and his forces make their way um, to uh, the Godswood, and uh, you know they essentially fucking Aeon man, like dude, he goes fucking off. Obviously, all the Ironborn, um, you know, are involved in 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 essentially, uh, you know, trying to kill uh, as many of the Whites as they can to protect Bran, um, but also man, like. When Theon runs out of arrows, I, like I, I was just like, oh, he's fucked, and like, and then he just like picks up this fucking spear and starts fucking shite them motherfuckers left and right, and like when it pans out um, from that scene, and there's all those fucking whites, all those bodies just fucking lying around him, and he's just sitting there like, all right, who's fucking next? Um, I, I, I got what I wanted. I got what I wanted out of that redemption. Like I was just like, yes. Fuck yes, Theon, that uh, like you did it, man. Like you, you, you fucking did it. And then for Bran to fucking like come back and just, just like tell him like Theon, like you're a good man. Um, and you know, I I would assume like especially for Theon, 
Um, but like just for like anybody watching the show in general, like like it's not like Bran. It's not like it's not like that's his opinion. I mean, he he's all seeing, he's all knowing. Um, as far as any of the past is concerned, like he knows the like the the deeds that he's done. Um, he knows what he suffered through, um, the mistakes that he's made, and he knows that like deep in his heart he is a good man. Um, and you know, essentially, um, I I think for him to hear that at that moment, that was um, that was very important for him as a character. Um, I didn't like the charge. Um, I thought it would have been, I thought it would have just just been more impactful if he had just like walked like a few paces away from Bran and just like stood his ground and was just like, all right, come at me, bro. Like who comes next? Um, I, I, I just feel like that would have been better. Um, but I digress. It's not, it wasn't terribly important to me. Um, like it, it didn't like I wasn't like uh like I was just like I, would, yeah, I think that would have been better. Um, but nevertheless, like his um, his redemption moment, um, I thought was was very very well done, um, and I, I'm just glad that um, he got that moment and he got the recognition um, from from Bran. You know who he's fucked over in the past, but obviously more importantly from the three-eyed raven, who like I said, like he's not going to tell you you're a good man because it's his opinion. It's, he knows, like he fucking knows you're a good man, um, and like it was, it was nice. I, I, I was happy um, for Theon. I think he's made a lot of um, strides to um, building his redemption arc, and I think he fulfilled it uh, in, in this sequence. Um, and I, I just, I. Um, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. What did you think? I I agree with you, man, on everything that you're saying, and uh, it just um, people got to realize there's only so many hours you can tell stories throughout something. I also noticed this with Endgame, and I'm not going to give away details. I'll keep it vague, but the reasoning behind how Thanos got to the final battle, it's like sometimes you got to even in books. Create stuff for yourself, comic books, books, movies, television, where you can find out by using, you know, your common sense what happens. Now, maybe we come off as apologists, if you will, but I, I think that route of doing it, of trying to be like, well, Thanos had really good tech, so maybe he could do that to go f- to that location, you know, with this. Maybe when he was warging, he was controlling different things out there. Maybe he was, he was, he was Wolf. First he was the Ravens trying to find out where they were. Then he yeah, turned into ghosts. I agree. And then he turned That's into a dragon. It's, it's be creative. It's, it's called – Thank you. Exactly. We don't see all of that. He could have been doing that all along, and that's another point, and that's something I thought of earlier too. But, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, you know, he could have been warging that whole entire time. I think it's, it's easier as, as, as someone to enjoy something, to me at least, to be able to fill in those plot holes myself that are really not that big than to make a big deal about them being there. I don't know. But uh, as far as Theon goes, I think that that was a good redemption for him, man. Um, I did tear up a bit when he told him that he was a good man because that's something that Theon needed to, to hear. He went out like a badass. He knew he was not going to win in that battle. Um, I, I think that they tried to do that same type of concept later with John and the uh, Ice Dragon, uh, where he was like, ah, but like 
John, you you just would have gotten fucking burnt alive. Where Theon, you know, at least he's got a sword. He can try to do something, but you know, he he really needed that redemption. He really needed just to hear that as a character within the story. That character needed to hear that from Bran. Um, it was very important. Like you said, he was he's all knowing. He's he's a deity, if you will, at this point, being the Raven. So he means it. It's not just him forgiving him. It's him letting him know that he is actually a good person. So. You know, Theon's story had to come to, conclu- uh, to a conclusion, and it did, and I think it was a good ending for a character that I fucking hated about, I don't know, three seasons ago. So, you know, good job, Reek. You didn't reconsider yeah, this Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the funny thing is, like, you, you hate him on various levels. Like, you hate him first as Theon um, for not, like, you know, sending the letter to Rob. Um, back in like season three or two, no, two, two or three, I can't remember. Um, but then like you like hate him after that for being such a pussy, like and being reek, um, and and like when his sister comes to save him and he's like all like, no, I'm reek, get away. Um, like ah, dude, that sucks. Like I was like, God, yeah, you pussy, fucking go as your sister. Um, and uh, especially because like. She like her her moment uh, in that in that you know regard as far as like being the one to fucking save him you know like that was big um, and you know I just I I really wanted that to happen um, but yeah so like he he's a character that has needed redemption for a long fucking time and um, yeah I think I think he successfully finally got it um, all right let's. Uh, let's move on. <sighs> Fucking Jorah, man. Um, another character who, you know, has I guess already found redemption at least with with Daenerys, um, and and well with Daenerys and and I I don't think um, I don't th- honestly I don't think any uh, at least most viewers thought that. Um, he really needed it to begin with. Like, um, we all know that, you know, when, uh, you know, she was about to be poisoned, he was the one who saved her. Um, so we, we had that insight that she didn't have. Um, but nevertheless, like, dude, when, you know, Drogon leaves her and he's like, just fucking all these fucking things are just like, fucking all the whites, uh, you know, are on his back, and he's just like, fuck, I'm gonna die! <laughs> I gotta get the fuck out of here! Um, and, you know, it, it, it's essentially, like, that fight-or-flight mentality that an animal would have, and regardless how much you have an animal that loves you, um, you know, that that's always a possibility that the animal's just like, I gotta get the fuck out of here! Um, but, when you're dealing with, um, you know, a human who can um, essentially um, uh, dismiss rational thought um, as George did, uh, he sweeps in and he fucking saves her, man. And, dude, this is probably the one that got me the most in this episode. Um, like, obviously, he's always fucking loved her. Um and it, it it it's a creepy sort of love in in some senses because she's so much yeah, fucking younger bit. than him. Especially, 
especially how how young she is in the books compared to even the show. Um, but um, you know, the the I, I think what gets me about it, what I what I do think makes it not so creepy and and somewhat like um, somewhat beautiful um, is the fact that like he knows that they will never be together, however much he may want that to happen um, or have wanted that to happen, um, and, and still is by her side regardless. It, it, it shows, at least in my opinion, somewhat like like an amount of character uh, for him um, because regardless of the fact that like you know it, it's always going to be an unrequited situation. He's still there for her. He doesn't like take that and fucking just be like, well, I just can't get what I want, so I'm fucking out. Like he genuinely fucking loves her, um, and doesn't just like like doesn't just love the idea of her. Like I think that's important here. He doesn't he he, he doesn't love the idea of her, and so when she when he knows that, you know, and he, he's kind of always known that it was never going to happen. Um, but like, uh, you know, when he gets rejected and, or, 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 or gets dismissed by her, um, because of his, uh, transgressions, um, you know, he ultimately tries to find a way to get back to her. And that, and to me, that wasn't, had more to do with the fact that he just genuinely loved her. It wasn't, that he was in love with her or he was in love with the idea of her or whatever you want to call it. Um, I think it, I, I, again, I guess I pointed this out um, uh, when we did uh, our uh, Geek Vibes Live episode on Sunday with um, uh, Black Widow and, and, and uh, um, uh, uh, Hawkeye. Uh, like, I, I like I really like – I would like to see more portrayals of that kind of love, um, uh, more specifically with Hawkeye and Black Widow um, because, like, their love is, like, purely platonic. Um, but I, I still I, – I, I like the notion of, um, like, essentially Jorah sticking by her no matter what because he just fucking loves her. Like he, um, like no matter what, like he will always be there for her, um, and and like it's it's not quite the like platonic love um, that say uh, like um, the Hound has for Arya. Um, obviously, there is some amount of romanticism there, um, but I think most of that has faded, um, and at this point in time, it's just it's just like she is. Um, everything to him like she's just she's um uh you know essentially um i won't say like a daughter like or or, or a niece or whatever but like just a, a like a best friend if you will that you would just die for um and i, I loved it i loved it like he swooped in and fucking like saved her and um when when he got it when he when when ultimately um he dies and she like cries over him and holds him in her arms it's like 
all the verification I think that he would have ever needed to know that she truly loves him too. Um, obviously, it was never going to be romantic, um, but I, you know, I I think that um, he knew that from the get go and like chose her anyway. Um, and I think there's something like uh, super cool about that, um, and I'm glad that they like chose to explore that um, aspect of the relationship between those two characters. Um, but yeah, I, I, I genuinely fucking loved it. I thought it was, um, I thought it was awesome. thought it was great. Um, like just having him be the one to fucking save her. It just made so much sense. Um, and, um, sad to see him go, but felt like he was probably going to go a long time ago. So the fact that he made it this long, um, like meant that he had to live up to some kind of moment. And he did. His moment was great. Your thoughts? Yeah, yeah. Um, any any uh, middle schoolers or high schoolers, if you're listening to this, this is what happens if you get put in the friend zone. So just the, the, this is a warning to you. You know, uh, you will be slaughtered outside the wall of a castle with the girl holding your dead corpse. I'm just kidding. Uh, I love uh, Jorah Mormont. Such a great character from start to finish. I thought we were going to lose him several times beforehand. Um, I used to. I really did used to call him Captain Friend Zone, but, you know, he is a very well-established character. I will say, I don't know why, maybe it's just me, but uh, Ian Glenn's a really good-looking dude, you know, for his age. He's a good-looking guy. And uh, if, if, if he talked and looked like Woody Allen, I don't I think that I would have been way more creeped out. But then again, uh, Daenerys wasn't his adopted daughter, but whatever. It just that whole situation. He definitely had romantic interest in Daenerys. There's no denying that. But he wasn't going to overstep his boundaries ever. And he still loved her more, wanting to just protect her. And uh, yeah, it de- definitely wasn't plutonic uh your, your example with the hound and aria like that type of situation where it was like fatherly daughterly sort of this was right. much more he cared about her but it's still i think um you know it really displayed how much she cared about him too and i did get teared up it it did suck and this is a similar situation with another story if you will nick that we saw displayed uh previous outside of Game of Thrones with Jorah being on the ground, dying, not being able to even say and communicate a last set of words or anything like that, just being done. And, uh, you know, Daenerys didn't want her to leave. She didn't give him, like, uh, the ability or or she couldn't. She she was so overwhelmed that she couldn't say that you can go. Like, but she had so much appreciation for his, you know, just unwilling – protection of her you know she was screwed basically and she was a fucking human shield basically for most of that fight like if if, if you look at the fighting sequence it's it's hey i'll jump in front of you i get stabbed in the stomach yeah now you stab him in the head all right i just got stabbed in the side okay so now you get a chance to stab him like you know he was literally a human shield but human shield or not uh, you know I, I can't wait to see Ian uh, play Batman now on Teen Titans. I can't wait for the second season to start up with that, and I hope we get a lot of them in that. Great actor, great performance, great character arc, um, and a very uh, heroic ending. Great great heroic uh, death, if you will, for the woman that yeah. he loved. 
that was kind of yeah. creepy, but there's a lot of there's creepiness in Game of Thrones. You can say it. There is Captain America yeah. made yeah. out with his niece. Think about that. What? <laughs> You're just never gonna let that go, are you? No. Nope. Always bring it up. <laughs> and Danny and Jon Snow are our aunt and, and and nephew, but you know whatever. I, I, it's okay. Just love is love, right? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> but uh yeah. Uh you always gotta make things awkward, Dane. Um but nevertheless, you are right. You're welcome. Uh, there is definitely Yeah, no, thank you. Um the you are right. There there was definitely um you know uh, some amount of unrequited love there. Um but again, like the fact that you know, it's it's um i mean he doesn't care like um like he loves her in a different way um than she loves him but i don't i don't think that it's any less like i don't i don't i don't think they're not equal um like she loves him as much as he loves her um just like in in a different way and he has accepted that um, and you know, it, it essentially like, I don't know. I just, I like that, that story arc. And I thought it, it, it had a very, um, sort of fitting ending, um, for, uh, his character arc and, 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 you know, his, his love for her and, and, and what, um, you know, essentially what, uh, uh, she means to him and, and, and what he's willing to do, uh, to defend her, i.e., die. <laughs> like he's, totally he's willing to die for us. Um, so yeah, it was great. Um, all right. Um, last scene, man. Fucking Arya. When the fucking wind blows past that White Walker, I was like, I just had this brief moment of like, what was that? Like, I didn't even like. And and I should have put two and two together. Like I should have fucking known. I mean, the fact that um that, you know, she runs off um, you know, from after she meets with Melisandre. And the fact that like she like says like, you know, the, the like they repeat the, the lines of um how she would close many eyes forever, brown eyes, green eyes, and then Melisandre says and blue eyes. Um and, and then she runs off. It's like, dude, I should have fucking known. Like, I, I, like, but I'm glad I didn't. I'm like, I'm glad that it, like, it still kind of caught me by surprise. I guess. Um, though I feel like an idiot that it that it did. Um, <laughs> honestly. Um, but uh, but yeah, when uh, when she fucking like springs forward and you catch her just over the shoulder of the Night King, I was like. Yeah, no. <laughs> like when he turns around and grabs her, I was like, no. Like what? No. Like fuck, man. Um, like I, I totally thought she was about to get like fucking choked the fuck out, and like something else was gonna have to happen, or um, I, I didn't even know. I was just like something like what, what's, and then when she pulls the fucking the Brienne move, the move that she pulled on Brienne. Um, you know, in the courtyard when they were um practicing 
and drops the dagger, um, and, and you like it pans to like that little drop, and like it, it happens, and I, I feel like it was like slow motion, but it still happens so quickly, um, and I was just I like gasped, and before I could like exhale, she fucking stabs him and just, and then like all oh, the fucking White Walkers trying to like run towards her. And then, like, obviously, all of the whites and everybody just fucking like dies. And luckily for John, the 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 fucking dragon that he just decided, I'm just gonna shout at you, and 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 you know, you're you're gonna be afraid and run away. <laughs> I don't. That, that that scene bothers me more than any scene in this whole episode. I just don't. I, I don't know why he would do that. It makes no sense. Um, but nevertheless, uh, that that thing dies too. Luckily for him, um, and yeah, dude, it was just it was fucking awesome. I fucking loved that Arya was the one who um, ultimately fucking kills the Night King. Um, I thought it was fitting, you know, on a lot of levels, um, but like mainly, like for me personally, like she is my favorite character in the show. Um, I, I struggled through like her season five and season six arcs. Um, they, they, they were just tough. Like, um, especially season six, man. Like when she gets like stabbed by the waif and like jumps in the fucking reservoir and then like that whole thing is that I never enjoyed it. Um, but like coming back in season seven and season eight. I feel like that's probably the biggest reason I'm most forgiving of um, any of the grievances that I have with D&D and how they've handled season seven and season eight is because I feel like they've ultimately done Arya right um, by me. Uh, and, and for her to be the one who fucking ends the Night King and saves everybody, like, I just, I thought it was so fucking perfect. I thought it was so fitting um, I thought it was true to her character. Um, I thought that um, it, it 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 makes so much sense as to how um, George R. R. Martin um, has so many like female characters that are like actually fucking important um, and 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 mean a lot to the story. Um, and, and so for her to be the one. And you know, not John. Uh, like I just, I fucking loved it. I thought it was fucking great. And again, just the fucking move, man. The fucking like dropping the dagger and like grabbing it and then fucking stabbing him in the heart. Like, ah, I fucking loved it. I loved every second of it. Um, people who didn't like it, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you can't enjoy it like I can. But I fucking loved it. What are your thoughts, Dan? What he was just saying was, nana, nana, boo, boo, stick your head in doo-doo. And I agree with him. Pretty much. Um, yeah. <laughs> 65 kills Arya's had throughout the series. I, I read an article, and they count, literally counted up all the kills. You can go back. So with the Night King of 65, plus the 100,000 of dead zombies that she killed along with the Night King, she is a fucking badass. Ultimate she kill is count. literally yep. she's one of the best characters, I think, in, in television, in cinema, um, 
Clark, I, I agree with you. Uh, when she was going through her transition of being a faceless man in, in certain situations like that, it did get a little bit boring at times. But just yeah. the outcome and to see her become the coolest fucking Stark besides Tony. I mean, that's the truth behind it. She really is. Yeah. Uh, Arya is probably cooler than Tony in my opinion, but we'll, we'll, we'll agree to disagree there. I'd love to see them have a conversation with each other. I dude, think it would be great. Should, yeah, dude, Dane, we should we should uh, definitely do a Geeks Against the Grain episode of who's the cooler Stark, Tony or Arya. <laughs> like that would be oh, fun. Man, that that would be that, a lot of fun. And 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 it would be great because like we both have mutual respect for both, whereas usually those shows devolve into um, two people arguing sides. You know, that hate the other person's opinion. Like we would both admire each other's opinions, so that that would be a fun. We should definitely do that. I agree. And if I could do a good Tony Stark impression, or sh- I should say Robert Downey Jr. impression, I would right now, but I can't. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> you know, Arya is a badass, and I did not see that coming. You, like I keep on saying, I have to keep on going into this, and I didn't get the whole blue eyes, green eyes, brown eyes, which. Cersei, I'm pretty sure, has green eyes. I don't know if she was talking about Walder Frey, her. I don't know. There's a whole a lot of assumptions online. But I didn't I didn't pick up on that. I was like, what the fuck is Melisandre talking about? Like outside, like I said, Burger King, Taco Bell, McDonald's. I didn't know what the hell she was talking about. But when she finally was in there and I'm like, okay, so this is just going to – the Night King just killed Theon. Now he's going to kill Bran and that's it? Like everyone is fucked. Uh, John is about to be – Come a crispy critter. It took him what seemed like 20 minutes to get, like, I don't know, like, it, he kept on, like, going in a circle, I guess, in the courtyard. I don't know what the fuck he was doing, but he was trying to get yeah, where Bran dragon was. was fucking him up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it really was a damn ice dragon, but uh, it didn't matter. Arya knew what she had to do. She had Valerian steel with a needle, and she fucking just jumped and no, no, fucking that was put in... Not needle. Oh, that that's right. Is that the same dagger that Turn the yeah. Night King into the Night King? Oh, okay. No, wow. no, 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 that no, is no, no. Re- no, 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 it's not. It's 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 the dagger that um that uh that uh Bran's uh assassin uh it back in uh like episode four I think of season one the guy who tried to kill Bran um that was that dagger um okay they, yeah that it was that one well so. Yeah. Either way, the dagger killed him, so it did what it was supposed to do. And just to see all of them, because I mean, you know, we didn't really, we didn't get to talk about this really, like beforehand. I mean, the Night King resurrected the dead that already had fallen, plus the dead that was in there, which is something I said might happen. Right. Which they didn't go into full craziness of having like dead Ned Stark show up or or whoever. But right. It, and you know, I like it, that. It, it, I'm it, glad they didn't do that. It would have been a little hokey. I, I think what they did yeah. was a, w- was good because it also made you think like there's got to be like I don't know fifty fucking people left if if that much and now we're gonna put all the dead people on top of that a part of the army let's keep on going right you know and yeah. and uh, Arya just jumped man and she 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 jumped she listened to Van Halen and she fucking killed the shit out of the Night King and it was awesome and I loved it and. Uh, I can't wait for her to get the credit. Like, I can't wait for, like, the end of the battle to be like, who the fuck killed that? Dude, and she like, better get a I did. fucking song. If she doesn't get a fucking song, I'm going to be fucking pissed. Like, she deserves a fucking super awesome fucking song that is sung throughout all of Westeros 
fucking about how badass she fucking is. Um, more so than anybody has ever deserved a song. Arya deserves a fucking song. Um, I and, would be uh, really and, upset. And Gendry. If you don't get it. And Gendry, you better survive because she's going to rip you in half. So, and in, a, in a good way, not like the <laughs> zombies we're trying to do. So, uh, yeah, there's that too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that too. Um, but yeah, I, I, I like that you brought that up though. Um, when, uh, essentially when Danny burns the Night King and then, you know, it doesn't fuck him up. Um, which, you know, they weren't sure. Like, they were like, I don't know if that's going to work, but maybe. Um, and ultimately it didn't, um, which, you know, they had the, uh, again, like, I, I think I mentioned this recently. Um, I want to say it may have been the last episode that we talked about. It may have been, it, it's definitely on a podcast that we talked about recently. Um, like, the, 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 the Jaws fucking theme. Like, when, you know, when she burns them, you get that optimistic theme, and then when, uh, you know, when the fire breaks back and he's still standing there and, like, almost smirking at her, um, it, it, like, just boils back down into this fucking dark and ominous fucking theme. Um, it very, like, again, the score is just fucking brilliant. I love it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like, so... You know, obviously she flies off to avoid, like, you know, having another dragon fucking dead by one of his fucking spears. Um, and then John tracks him, and uh, he fucking just senses it or hears him or whatever and turns around and, like, raises the dead. I love the fact that, like, John charges. Um, I, I literally thought, like, John was, like, going to get to him um, in that moment. I'm so happy that it didn't happen that way and that they ended up doing it the way they did. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that was, that was fucking awesome. Like, uh, seeing him like fucking charge at him and then like just in the nick of time, he's able to like, uh, resurrect all of these fucking corpses. Um, and you know, essentially they were able to fucking, uh, blockade John from getting to him. Uh, and John smartly stops and like kind of backs up and like reassesses the situation. I I don't know how John made it out of that. Um, I feel like that is kind of a plot hole. Um, I I don't know how fucking Jorah and um, and Danny made it out either. Um, but I I don't know. I'm I'm willing to kind of let things like that go. Um, just. For me personally, you know, it, it's um, like it's like Brian and Jamie. Like, how many fucking zombies did they fight? And Podrick and all them when they were cornered in the wall. Yeah, there was at least fifty fucking people they went through. Are you telling me that? Yeah. Uh, at some point, like yeah. you even said, we just gotta be like, oh fuck it, it's a fucking it's a television show when it's fun, you know? Just have fun with right. it. Yep, totally agree. Um, but yeah, that 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 scene, um, that was that was fucking awesome. Um, again, like the score, like really hit home for me, like, um, just in, in, in the nuances of it, um, I thought was, uh, very well done. Um, and, uh, yeah, I fucking loved it. All right. Um, final thoughts, Dane. And, uh, it, it, the, do you have any, any kind of predictions? I mean, particularly for the next episode, um, which is obviously going to be 
like uh, you know, uh, a ride south to winter, or I'm sorry, to, uh, to King's Landing episode. Um, but uh, or if you have any any predictions for um, uh, the the you know series in general, it's how it you know pans out. I I wanted to bring up before that just because it just popped in my head. I just wanted to make mention mm-hmm. that I really like the conversation between or the dialogue between uh, uh, theory or. Tyrion and um, whatchamacallit, uh, Sansa, when they were down the crypt, yeah. and how it just, good. you good know, it call. was nice. Like, I don't think either one of them are in love or anything like that, but it's another plutonic oh, relationship no. that they, they, right. they care about each other, and Tyrion always wanted, you know, she was really young when they got married, and it was just a weird situation. He always wanted to help her out, and she knows that he's a good person, and they were there for each other, holding each other's hands right when they thought they were going to die, so I really love that interaction. I hope they kind of pick up on that. On uh, the next episode, yeah. but and I think like th- when he I th- and when he kisses her hand and is just like, "All right, let's do this thing," and and like she's kind of hesitant. Like they both pull out their like um, blades, and you know, obviously Arya tells her earlier, like stick them with the pointy end, which obviously great, great callback, <laughs> great reference there. Um, but uh, but yeah, like he he's the one who makes that first move. Like he's like, "All right, I'm going." I'll, I'll lead the way. Um, yeah, uh, again, like another um, another awesome relationship um, that there's just so many of them, man. Um, but yeah, like I I really enjoy um, the the sort of mutual respect um, that they have for one another. And yeah, I thought I I I totally agree. I'm glad you brought that up. I thought it was great. Yeah. My my um, prediction is that I think that Sam should be a part of the recruits that has to go pick up all the dead bodies and put them somewhere because – I'm sorry, buddy. Like I said, you got egg killed and um, should be down in the fucking basement. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm just – I'm yeah. curious of what is going to come – what what basically – what Cersei is going to find out from this battle and knowing if she has the knowledge – immediately in the next episode that you know they're this decimated but they beat the night king like that's a huge amount of information for her to uphold uh i'm i'm trying to figure out what they're going to do about scrambling between you know they got two dragons both of them got pretty fucked up in the battle but you know most their army is decimated there's the unsullied a large chunk of them are gone same thing with the uh with the dothraki warriors i mean all their forces have been taken out a lot of the houses have pretty much been decimated that we're helping out with the Starks. So there's a lot of rebuilding and replanning because yeah. now we're getting down to the political nature of the show, the stuff that I really love. Now that the supernatural stuff is put to the side a bit, let's find out who the fuck is going to be on that damn throne at the end of it. And I'm starting to think that you're right in that um, it's going to be somewhat of a republic, you know, within the end of right. it. They're going to, like, try to figure out a way to make this equal, um, which I think would be a good idea. But I think that everyone that's bitching, which is another bitch uh, – we've, we've been bitching about people bitching the whole episode, but it's just ridiculous sometimes – that not enough of the good characters died. It's like, what is wrong with you? Like, well, that's how fucked up Game of Thrones has got us all as viewers. We're like, right. damn it, you know, I wanted John to get stabbed need- in the face by a sword. <laughs> You're right. But yeah. um, I think that means that <laughs> don't worry, you'll fucking get your wish because those people, there's not going to be a large chunk that will make it out alive in the next one. But I think they kind of gave us 
possibly, I'll say possibly, because this is Game of Thrones, a security blanket, <laughs> and the fact that like a lot of the characters that you thought were going to die in this last battle are probably going to die in that next battle. But I think Jon Snow, Daenerys, a lot of those key characters will make it past everything. But I think Brienne, you know, your Jamies, your Podricks, your, your your characters like that, they'll probably be a part of something else. But I can't wait for the planning. I can't wait for Arya to get recognition for killing the fucking Night King. I can't wait to see Bran just stand or not stand, sit randomly uh, and <laughs> just say nonsense again. And I can't wait for Jon Snow to, you know, talk to Daenerys about their relationship because that's going to be brought up again. Um, right. It's going to be a crazy episode and kind of a depressing episode, but I'm glad that we're not having a fucking, you know, giant heart attack like I have been with this and Avengers Endgame back to back. No more panic attacks. Yeah, we got. Yeah, we got a week, um, essentially, or two weeks, I guess, um, until the next big battle. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to all that. I'm looking forward to Tyrion um, having his redemption moment because he's fucked up so many times. Um, having like just like a you know he even alludes to it like maybe if I was up there I'd be seeing something that um, you know others miss. Um, you know, and of course it's it's like shot down by both Barris and. Um, and Sansa, um, but I I think he'll have that moment um, in the near future, and he'll be somewhat the 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 force that turns the tides, um, that ends up um, you know making uh, making I guess a decision that ends up being something that saves Daenerys and her forces, or at least. Um, you know her forces um, and uh, I, I look forward to that I think that will definitely happen um, I uh, in, in the next episode um, like you said I really hope like Arya gets some fucking credit and I and I also hope that she like like just, is just like I don't want it like I don't I don't want the credit because um, I feel like that is her style that's her that's like how I would be if I did that, I'd be like, no, like, it's, it's, you know, it, it, it was a group effort, you know, um, like we we all did it, you know, good for us. Um, I I I, I kind of hope that's how that kind of plays out. Obviously, the biggest thing that I'm looking forward to is fucking Clint Game Bowl. I want to see fucking the Hound fuck up the mountain. Like I want to see that so bad, and the fact that like they. Have the Hound live, um, and he's obviously going to be marching south with them. Um, like, yes, that is what I want to see more than anything else. I want him to fuck up his older brother, um, or what, what's left of his older brother. Um, and like, they even kind of teased it uh, at the end of last season. Um, you know, where he's like, "Do you remember me?" And he was like, "Yeah, you do. I know deep down you do." Um, and, uh, so super looking forward to that. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I'm interested, interested to see how Cersei bites the dust, who's the one to fucking get her. Um, I, I feel like they, you know, they never really brought in the Valencar, the Valencar, uh, prophecy, uh, within the show. Um, like they pretty much specifically left that out. 
um, was the biggest thing they left out of the uh, flashback of her um, talking to Maggie the Frog. Um, and uh, so I think that'll be really interesting to kind of see how, um, you know, that that sort of pans out. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm just – I'm really – fucking excited to uh to see what's going to happen with all of these characters going forward and um ultimately i uh i hope i get um at least a little bit of of what i'm uh uh prophesizing if you will um but yeah fucking great episode uh of game of thrones uh, great episode bro I think a, a very solid episode uh, on our part uh, for Seven Hells. Um, and, uh, yeah, man, it's fucking a lot of fun. Always love it when you come on. Dang, um, I, I guess I shouldn't say always love it when you come on um, because it's, it's more like always love it when we just talk about fun shit. <laughs> like that would probably be a better way to describe it. Um and uh, and you've been on every episode because I like the word. our 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 brainchild. Uh, but anyway, um, what's uh, what's coming down the pipe for you, uh, Wrestling Geeks Alliance? I know something's fucking a brewing. Lay it on me. Yeah, Wrestling Geeks Alliance, man. Um, I'm gonna be honest with you. It's been a pretty chill week. You know, we're coming off of more of the comic book ones since we're we're steaming off from WrestleMania a couple of weeks ago. But we got plenty to talk about. And me and Chris will break it down. 7 p.m. EST on Wednesday. Wrestling Geeks Alliance. You guys can check us check me out there. And uh, I had a lot of fun doing the show, like always with you, Nick. Um, just fun chit chatting about the Game of Thrones. And, uh, you know, I had a raging throner, and I had to talk about it with someone. That's how I get rid of it. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, I mean, you oh, you'll love the I picture mean, I, I tagged you in, by the way, Nick. I have no idea what you're talking about, but <laughs> I, I, I will trust you. I, I assume I will love it. Um, but, yeah, like, uh, again, super fucking fun. Always, always great to talk Thrones. Um uh, also, uh, be sure to tune in to uh, Full Court Press. We got that coming up tomorrow at 6. Uh, we're doing early shows. We normally do 7. We've been doing 6 uh, because we want to get these these sods. Uh, <laughs> like, is, is that – I feel like that would be like a, a total like uh, like uh, millennials a brief. Like, just call an episodes sods. Yeah, yeah. I got the I got mini sods, bruh. <laughs> um but yeah, like we, we, we do have mini sods. Um <laughs> uh, I'm 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 probably cracking myself up more than anybody else is laughing out in the uh interwebs. <laughs> um but anyway, uh yeah, we we got a, a another episode of um uh, full court press coming up tomorrow at six. We're doing them at six because we want to be able to enjoy the playoffs that start at eight o'clock. Uh, so yeah, that's that's what we're doing. Um, but yeah, be sure to tune in for that. Um, we're going to break down uh, the the uh, way the series ended between um, Denver 
uh, in San Antonio. We're going to talk about game one between uh, Boston and Philly. Uh, and honestly, we're going to talk about game two with Philly because that's happening tonight. Uh, so, yeah, tune in to that. Um, we're going to break it all down and give you our expertise, insight. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, love talking that shit. Uh, and as always, uh, Geek Vibes Live. We're, we're, we're obviously going to be um, talking a lot of shit uh, this Sunday. At, Dane, do you remember what, what article Joel posted earlier? He posted something that I was just like, fuck, I can't wait to talk about this on Sunday. Um, but I don't remember what it was now. Um, was it one of the know, Suicide because, Squad things? No, it wasn't the Polka Dot Man thing. It was something different. Um, and and it wasn't even the um, – it wasn't the uh, – um, uh, the um, uh, Moon Knight. It wasn't the Moon Knight thing. It was uh, it was something else. Um, but anyway, we're gonna be talking about both those things and plenty oh, wait, of other. Are you talking shit. about? Are you talking about Lord and Miller uh, signed a nine-figure, five-year deal yes. with Sony? That yep. is exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, and yeah, that is going to be super fucking fun to talk about, to speculate about. Um, so, like, Lord and Miller gonna be doing like a bunch of fucking shit for like. Uh, for Disney, Looks like TV. even though they, even though they didn't like their version of Han Solo, um, but uh, nevertheless, they're like, oh yeah, we'll, we'll give you a second try. Come on back, we're, we're gonna do it again. Um, so like, but yeah, like, uh, very much looking forward to talking about all of those things uh, this Sunday at 8 p.m. Uh, and we probably got some other shows in the mix. It might be an episode of Top Ten. It might be an episode of Geek Against the Grain. Um, so, yeah, a lot of stuff coming down the pipe. we got plenty of interviews. I know for a fact that we got an interview in our uh, archive now, uh, very recently, with Lou fucking Ferrigno. We got the original fucking Hulk. We interviewed that motherfucker. Um, so, yeah, we got and, – and tons of other fucking cool interviews, so be sure to go check those out too. Um, but, yeah, uh, a lot of cool shit coming your way. Uh, we're really excited to be able to talk about it. Dane, as always, man, fucking it was a pleasure, and uh, I wish you good fortune and the worst to come, sir. Hu-Tang loves the kids. <laughs> Perfect. All right, everybody, we'll see you next time. Peace. And let the geek fives be with you. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, 
and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.